Welcome to the Mainstream Mass Podcast. I am your host, Jaren. Unfortunately, today we will not have Will on the podcast. Um, but aside that, let's get right into it. Um, today's topics will be covering the Dennis Smith news. Uh, apparently, he's having or holding a workout with teams, and one of those team, 10 teams, one of those teams is the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, we'll get, be getting into some of the Luca discussions, uh, what he said to some of the Spanish media. And we'll be diving into the summer league game that was that actually just ended about an hour ago local time. Um, but I, before before we dive into those, let's uh, I guess start out with some pretty funny news. Richard Jefferson, uh, as you know, former player and current, I guess, media member on or media anchor. I don't know what you NBA, ESPN, whatever he is. I I don't I can't really remember. Um. He got to referee the second quarter of the New York Knicks versus Trailblazers game. Um, I saw some funny, funny moments of his uh, attempt at refereeing. Uh, I think I don't really know why he was doing it. I know he's kind of been interested, but I think this is more of a just him, I guess, trying to realize how difficult it is. Uh, which no no better way to do it than try and do it, and especially in a summer league game, like it doesn't hurt. Um, I saw some mistakes, and he had a few calls. So that's that's some funny news. But I guess we'll start out with the reports that happened this morning. Dennis Smith Jr., former Mavericks player, uh, two seasons, um, is having a workout in Las Vegas in front of 10 NBA teams. And one of those is going to be the Dallas Mavericks. That is per Chris Haynes. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, I'd love to have him back. I think his career kind of derailed ever since he got traded to New York. And I don't, I don't really know if that's his fault. I think that's more just New York being New York in some way. Um, but you know, he, he didn't play bad in his time in Dallas. I just think Luca, definitely overtook him and there was really no way Luca and him would play together being the one and two guys. Uh, we realized that pretty early and that's why we ended up making that Chris Epps Porzingis trade. If you all remember. Um, but yeah, uh, we are, I guess, fast forwarding now we're in 2022 and he's getting a workout with us. Uh, and like I said, I don't know um, if that is going to be the 15th roster spot roster spot then this definitely looks like it's going to be kind of a punt. I don't really know if that was intended. Um, but, I mean, like I said, like, I would love to have him back just to name. Like, that would be fun to have Dennis Smith Jr., former Mavericks player. And, you know, maybe he maybe he gets some of his career back in some way. Um, but, you know, I really don't see him playing a whole lot on this team. Uh, so, I guess for that sake, I hope he gets – brought in on another team i just want him to see in that i want to see him in the nba he deserves an nba spot uh just just for what he did the first two years and then just everything i guess kind of fell apart there after having an offseason with new york um and like i said i don't know if that's new york i don't know if that's him but we tend we tend to see those trends happen in new york and that was a another one um, but I really don't think a lot of people know what really happened to him. I know last year he was with the Portland Trailblazers. Didn't really get a whole lot of playing time, but it was just kind of cool to see him under Damian Lillard. 
Uh, of course, Damian Lillard didn't get to play that whole season. He was hurt for most of the season. Um, but I guess, like, what what do y'all think? Um, you know, personally, I don't really know how I'd feel. I think it would be something cool just to have a name sake because, uh, of course, he is our former lottery pick. Um, but, you know, like, I don't, I don't really know. Um, so I guess moving into other news, uh, let's move into this Luka Doncic news. So he was in France, I believe, um, with Zion Williams, and I'm actually not sure what they're doing. Um, but I know him and Zion, and I'm guessing a handful of other players are all just kind of doing stuff over there, whether it's, you know, for awareness or sponsors. I'm not, I really don't know, to be honest. Um, but I guess he was asked the question. Um, let me pull this up actually, just so I can be as exact as I can be. Um, I had it pulled up earlier. I'm sorry. Um, so basically he was asked the question, uh, how he felt about losing Jalen Brunson and how he felt about the McGee signing. And basically what it all summed up to was the market pretty much just started. Um, and the Mavericks have more options and new additions. So let's see what they do to me. That's kind of, I expect more. Um, so I know there was some mention of, and I don't know if this is overreaction or if he said anything like this, but basically Luca's contract is up in three years. If the Mavericks don't end up doing anything in those three years, then he could be out of Dallas. And that's sake, just as a Luca fan, um, you know, I don't blame him. Uh, that'd be kind of a wasted talent at that point in Dallas. Um, I want him to go off and be successful. If it's not here, then somewhere else. Now, of course, I want it to be here because I'm a huge Mavericks fan. And so from that Mavericks standpoint, we we got to be for real here. This front office, uh, they got to do something here. If your star player is coming out and saying this now, of course, it's not like American media. This is per local Spanish media, I think, I believe. Um, but anyways, if your star player is coming out and saying something along the lines of we need to do better, then that's got to be you got to feel a little empty in the stomach there. If you're Nico, uh, really anybody for that matter, sitting in the front office at the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, which speaking of, I know that they were courtside at the Mavericks summer league game tonight. Uh, we'll get more into that in the future. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I think that alone, if they were planning on being this or were planning on having this off season, be over if this was really the final roster of course signing someone to that 15th spot but this basically being the final roster I think now if your star player is coming out like I said uh and saying these comments I think you got to make a move now I don't think this is the final roster I hope this isn't the final roster if it is it's not terrible but it's not as good as it could be there's a lot of moves to be made um you know I'm uncertain uh especially for Luca's sake, if this is the final roster. So I think if you're Nico, I think if you're Mark, uh, anybody sitting in that front office, I think you have to do anything in your power to try and find a suitable trade, whether it's for a guard, 
or even a wing for that matter. That's a trade that really not a lot of people have been talking about. Um, but we got we to gotta put the helmets on and we got we to gotta try and find something. And again, I don't know if this is us waiting for the KD saga to fall out, waiting for that trade to happen uh, or hopefully happen um, or something else. I'm really not sure of, um, but it seems like the whole league is on halt uh, until this whole KD mess, I guess, fizzles out or happens, I guess. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I think if this Kevin Durant stuff really does happen, it's like, I think it is, but then again, in the back of my head, it's like, I don't know. Um, you never know in the NBA. Uh, but I do think it's going to happen, but I think all 30 teams are buckling up waiting for this to happen. And then there's going to be fireworks from there. Um, but yeah, I guess everybody's just kind of waiting. Like the whole league is on halt, like I said. So it's it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, the buildup is happening more and more every day, um, every hour for that matter. Now, of course, there's not a lot of reports, but you know, every day there's something new. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see. But yeah, like I said, there's there's plenty of trades I think that the Mavericks can make. Now, whether or not they do make them, that's that's another discussion. That's that's one we won't know for a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, your star player is coming out. He's saying, "Let's do better. Let's make more moves. Let's try and win." That that's gotta that's gotta eat you a little inside. You gotta try and make some moves. Um, okay, so let's I guess move into this summer league. Uh, which, like I said, ended about an hour ago local time for me. Um, I'm try and pull up the stat sheet. Here we go. Um, okay, so I guess let's start out with the obvious. The Mavericks lost 83-82, to 82, another one-point loss. Honestly, this one should have been blown out of the water. Uh, we pulled – I don't know. We, we kind of started to come back towards the fourth. Um and we didn't play half bad as a team, for that matter. We didn't play bad in the first quarter and kind of second quarter. Um, but that third quarter, and I guess really the end of the second quarter, for that matter, kind of just nothing really happened on our on our on our part. Um, but I guess we can always talk about the positives, uh, which in summer league, you know, it's not about wins and losses; it's about positives. Um. But yeah, uh, so the Mavericks lost 82 to 83 to the Utah Jazz. They play tomorrow night at 10 now. There's a schedule change. They play tomorrow night at 10 versus the Suns. Um, but yeah, so Utah Jazz, of course, they have Taco Fall, and that's really, I guess, the downfall of the night. Because Taco didn't start, but the second he checked in, it seemed like it was a different momentum in the game, and it seemed like I don't know. They they just got any board they wanted, which of course, I mean, Taco Fall, I believe he's seven six or seven five, something like that. Um so yeah, for that matter, like the game was pretty much done from that point. Um, but I guess we can start out with Jane Hardy. Uh Jane Hardy, he did not have a great game at all, uh, compared to his 28 point game Friday night, I believe it was. Uh coming off a three-day break. He went 4-15 from the field, 26%, really 27%, um, and then went 2-5 from three, shooting 40% from three. That's the most three he's had, of course, but he's only played two games. Uh, and then went 4-7 from the line. 
Um, you know, honestly, for what game it was, shooting 415, 27% from the field, he didn't end the game badly. That's one thing that I noticed. He didn't end the game badly. And most of his shots, now, some some were pretty bad. I think in that second or third quarter range, he was taking some pretty bad shots. But that first and fourth quarter, he was taking smart shots. It was just whether or not they were falling. And, of course, they weren't falling up until that fourth he didn't have a single field goal made in the first half. He went 0 of 7. Um, and I, I think he had three or four points, and that was all off the line. So that that shows me that, like, you know, you're you're shooting, you're going 0 of 7, but you're still trying. You're still getting to the line. Um, of course, all those free throws didn't fall, but, you know, he's still trying to get to the line. He's still trying to help his team out in that matter. So for that point, like, I guess I gained that as a positive. He didn't play terrible defense. Um, didn't play the best. He kind of he he really picked it up towards the second half. Um, and yeah, in the second half is really whenever shooting kind of came on. Uh, the third quarter he started making some shots, and then a fourth, and then in the fourth, uh, was really whenever he started making shots. Still didn't have enough, but he had fourteen points total. Um. Four turnovers, which I believe he had six in the game before. So kind of need to limit those numbers. But he had a block and a steal. Uh, and then he had five assists and six rebounds. So really just on the stat sheet alone, uh, if you're not counting percentages, an all-around game. But then you look into percentages, and it gets much worse from there. But I liked what I saw uh, in the first and fourth quarter. I think if you take the second and third away, you know, you can buy some smart shots in that. Now, of course, they all didn't fall, but you can buy some smart shots. Um, and you can buy some big minutes. He had a charge taken in the third, maybe early fourth. I think it was in the third. Uh, and I really like that. He That's his second charge of Summer League, one each game. Uh, that shows me that he's willing to put it out on the line, and I like that, especially for this Jason Kidd uh, team. But, <clears throat> yeah, just kind of an underwhelming night for Jaden Hardy. He played 30 minutes. Like I said, shot 27%. Um, you know, there's a lot to work on. He showed his rawness more tonight than uh, Friday night. Of course, Friday night he had his moments. But tonight, I think tonight was more showing off those moments. Now, here's one thing that I'm interested in. Jaden Hardy, he tends to turn the ball over quite a bit on his own dribble mistakes, whether it's him trying to break a double or him trying to do too much in the middle of the court near the, the uh, free throw line. He, he's that's where his turnovers come in. It's not necessarily bad passing or, you know, uh, some stupid decision. It's, it's his own fault getting into a bad mistake, uh, driving the ball and then pulling out and really getting swarmed on defense, triple teams, whatever it is. And you can't get the ball out of that step uh, at that point. Um, so one thing that I'm interested in is, like I said, it's, it's his dribbling, that gets him in these cases. Um, now, of course, one of the Mavs assistant coaches are, are not assistant. I think he's just a dribbling coach, shooting coach or something like that. God sham God. Uh, he's a really good dribbling coach. He invented some moves that are still playing effect to the basketball world. Um, so I'm interested to see how him and sham God kind of work together. I think that that will be a a coach moment that really will happen all season long. 
Um, but I think that this is going to be a guy which is going to be an example of Sham God, assuming all goes right. Um, and I think it has the looks to all go right. But yeah, I think that Sham God's going to have a big moment and influence in Hardy's game, uh, limiting turnovers and just really, I guess, tuning out his game or uh, fine tuning his game, I guess you can say. All right, so let's move into, I guess let's move into A.J. Lawson. A.J. Lawson had another amazing game. Now, he didn't shoot as much. He didn't score as much, but I think he had another great game. He shot 6 of 11 from the field. That's just fifty, just over 54%, and 2 of 4 from 3. The one thing that stood out to me tonight was his 3 and D kind of play. He's, man, um, he's a... He looked good on defense tonight. He had 12 rebounds. I didn't even realize that until I read the stat just now. He had 12 rebounds, a steal, and two blocks to go along with his 15 points. That That's a guy uh, – I know the commentators tonight, they were kind of talking about it. That's a guy that's going to find himself on an NBA roster. Uh, and if it's not the Mavs, I think he could potentially get some real NBA time with some team. And that I'm really intrigued to see. Um, I didn't know this, but this happened during the uh, Jason Kidd interview, which I think happened in the second quarter. Um, Jason Kidd, apparently A.J. Lawson had worked out with the Mavs last year. <clears throat> I didn't know this at all. Um, but yeah, apparently he worked out with the Mavs last year and just really wasn't, really wasn't the game that he has now. And – Jason Kidd looked really impressed with him, how he changed and how he developed his game. Uh, and so from that standpoint, that shows me a lot of heart that this guy has, that he's willing to work. He's willing to get better. He's willing to put in the time. And it's showing off here in Summer League. Another great game from A.J. Lawson. And like I said, the defense the defense is what stood out to me tonight. Uh, two blocks and a steal. And not just that. He had some key, key defensive possessions that led to turnovers. And especially late in the game, because uh, if I think at one point in the fourth quarter, actually it was a 12 point lead for the Utah jazz. Uh, and, you know, just a few good offense, good, a few good offensive possessions and a few good defensive possessions put together. And that's just going to result into a six point game, which it did. And then AJ Lawson, or I think it was actually uh Jane Hardy went and made a three and that made it a three point lead, but AJ Lawson, uh, he had some really, really big defensive possessions uh, late in that game that kind of got the Mavs back in it. Uh, and so from that standpoint alone, I'm just really impressed. Um, and he played the most minutes, actually. He played 33 minutes. Uh, so I guess we can get into Marcus Bingham. Marcus Bingham was another guy that kind of stood out to me tonight. Uh, I think he played a lot better than his debut on Friday night. He got a lot more minutes than his debut on Friday night. I think he had 13 minutes, and tonight he had 21, basically 22 minutes. He didn't shoot the ball too well. Uh, I think still the hesitation on the offensive end is still there. Uh, but he shot the three ball, and that was his one made. The field goal was a three. Um, <clears throat> and then two for those. So he had five points total. Um, but really on defense, defense is where that he stood out to me. Three blocks and two steals. Um, and yeah, like I said, the defense is what stood out to me. 
you know, the offense that needs a lot of work. Um, and really, if he wants to be on an NBA roster, he's got to find some sort of offense. Cause you know, I feel like it was a three short, the three point shot. Uh, I don't know. He's just barely taking any shots. He has, he has good shots and then he passes them up. Uh, and you know, sometimes it's kind of a hit or miss whether or not he shoots or passes in those good shot situations. Um, but yeah, like I said, the defense is what stood out to me. Three blocks, two steals, like I said earlier. Uh, and he had some really good possessions on Taco Fall, and that's hard to do. At that point, there's really not much you can do. I noticed Jane Hardy got switched up on Fall quite a bit, I think, in the third quarter. Uh, and, I mean, at that point, you're a 6'4 guard. There's really not much you can do versus a seven foot six, I believe. Seven foot six center. There's really not much you can do there. Um, but you know, he did he did all the right things, trying to bully him, trying to keep him out, and even got a foul on him, a smart foul for that matter. Um, but yeah, back to Bingham. Uh he had some good possessions on Taco Fall. Uh had some pretty good offensive rebounds, or had some uh pretty good rebounds just in general. Um, but yeah, like the defense is what stood out to me. That's what I'm getting to. Um, another guy that really, really shot the lights out tonight, Jarek Harding, uh, played 23 minutes and shot 57%, uh, and really didn't even shoot the ball that much or the three point ball that much. He went one of two. So 50% from the three point line and he managed to get 18 points. That's a guy, uh, I, I'm trying to think of a guy that he kind of reminds me of really Yogi Farrell. Um, really undersized, but he'll get you buckets. Can't really do any of the other parts like playing defense and anything like that for his case, but he can get you some buckets. I wouldn't be surprised to see him on a G League roster at some point just in his scoring development alone because it looks like he he can score the ball. Uh, and he did, you know, he missed, he started out with, I think, three misses in a row. The, by the way, the whole game, it got off to a rocky start. I think it was nine to six at one point through like six or seven minutes. So nobody was making shots. Um, that's not to say shots weren't taken, but nobody was taking shots at all. And it was honestly not even a really fun game to watch up until that fourth quarter. Um, But yeah, so Derek Harding had a pretty good game offensively. Didn't really do much defensively. A guy that kind of disappointed me tonight that had a really good game uh, Friday night was Alessandro um, Paola. Sorry. Yeah, Paola. Um, you know, he didn't – like, he didn't play terrible. He didn't play bad. Uh, just didn't play good. And he was more just on the court playing. He had a really good N1 uh, late in the game. That kind of got the Mavs back in it. Uh, I don't know if he made the free throw or not, but – that was that. Uh, Moses Wright. Moses Wright actually took a few shots. I did not expect him to take shots at all this summer league, but he he took a few shots, and some of them went in, and some of them were straight out terrible. But he took a few shots. Uh, he had eleven points tonight. Um, wasn't efficient, but definitely a better game. Uh, he looked way more comfortable on the court. He didn't play bad defensively. He still started out that starting center, which I just don't think is his role. Um, but in this summer league team, it's going to have to be his role. 
uh, unfortunately, because I don't think we're going to see his, like, true potential. Uh, for that matter, like, and if he doesn't get a roster spot or that two-way spot for that, then I kind of feel bad. Um, but, yeah, that that's another guy. I feel like he played better, didn't really play all too good, but played a lot better than he did Friday night. Um, and Derek Austin Jr., this guy, I know we didn't really get to lock, talk a lot about him uh, last pod, but this is a guy, you know, he kind of – he he surprises me. Um, he's long. He's really skinny. I know at one point um, – I listened to the lockdown guys, and Nick at one point commented that he was six foot seven, 149 pounds entering his freshman year at Boise State. Now, I forget how old he is, but I think he's a few years graduated now or a year, maybe he graduated this year. I'm not sure. Um, but he's up to 190-ish pounds and 6'9". But he's he's efficient. That's that's what I like about him. You know, he's going to go out and he's just going to do – he's going to play basketball. You know, he doesn't really have a strong point in his game, but doesn't have a low point. He's just an all-around good basketball player. Um, he, he was really efficient tonight. He went 4-5 and 1-2 of two from the 3 um, and had 13 points. So, yeah. Oh, and here's a guy. I I don't even think he was on the roster Friday night, but Kerr Quath. I don't know if this is a glitch in the NBA system because I swear to God, I don't remember seeing this guy on the court. Uh, I remember seeing Isaiah Brown. He was like the new – he was the one that didn't play Friday night but checked in. But Kerr Koth or Quath, I don't know. How to say that? I definitely botching that, so I'm sorry. Um, but apparently he got two minutes and did absolutely nothing with those two minutes. Um, well, I guess his plus minus was three. That's a plus. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess he replaced Justin Gorham. Justin Gorham didn't play. I liked his minutes Friday night. I know we didn't get to talk about that. I think he's gonna be. I don't think he has a role on this Mavericks team. But I think he has a role potentially in like the Legends or even another team for that matter. He's a small ball five kind of guy. I was really impressed with how he played uh, Friday night versus the Bulls. Um, but like I said, I just don't see him having a role on this current Mavs roster. But who knows? Maybe he gets in the G League. Maybe he develops a little bit. I think he's the G League kind of guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess the only guy I haven't talked about yet really is Mia Yoni, and if this sums up his night, he played 16 minutes, and that's starting minutes, by the way, and he had a single point. That was it, one point. He had one point, one rebound, and one assist. It was the ones tonight for Mia Yoni, which I, I thought his number was number one at first, but it's definitely not. Um, But, yeah, like that pretty much sums up everything going on in the Mavs world so far. Like I said, uh, with the Dennis Smith Jr. thing, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, but again, I mean, if you're a team that just went to the Western Conference Finals and you're a team that's trying to get back to the Western Conference Finals and make the NBA Finals, for that matter, if you're signing a 15th roster spot to Dennis Smith Jr., just for name alone, and again, I don't know how he's going to play. I haven't seen him play really since he played for the Knicks that last season. And that was really underwhelming. Um, but yeah, like I said, like if you're signing that guy to your 15th spot, just because pretty much for a namesake, 
then you know that's clearly to me a move that shows that this team is not trying to win they're not trying to contend I guess they're trying to win but not trying to contend um but yeah like that's that I guess is kind of what that shows me I guess we can talk about for our last little segment the Jason Kidd um interview there's really not much to it it was kind of just everything that the Mavs I guess every every question that the Mavs people or Mavs uh I guess coaches and front office have been asked but basically asked to him over again you know Jalen Brunson um Luca all that um so I, honestly there's really not much to cover there um so I guess with that that honestly kind of wraps up the pod thank y'all for listening um I know this is kind of a weird pod solo um this is my first solo pod so I'm sure you know there's mistakes quite a bit so I apologize for that um just bear in mind you know we're getting better I don't know what pod number this is but I think we're still in the single digits here so we're trying to get better um but yeah next pod tomorrow night uh after after the Mavs versus Sun game Suns game which is at 2 10 Jesus 10 p.m central time so tune into that um we should have three pods including this one so i guess two after this one two pods in the next three days uh considering that the mass play again on thursday night versus the bucks i don't know what time so don't ask me um but yeah i hope y'all have a great night and thank y'all for listening